1: This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets, but when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E.style, slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that The Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Sometimes I feel like modern dating is like watching a TV show or like a movie where there's just multiple plot twists. Yeah, And, you're like, and then, and then, and then. <laughs> and our guest today has a story that has multiple plot twists. Yeah. That I haven't heard the full story. You have, Julie. So I'm excited to hear it's this. It's a good
0: one. I agree, <laughs> though. I think there is something. There was this quote that I saw. I think it was on Instagram that was like, me, I met a new guy three days later. Never mind. <laughs> it's like <laughs> dun, dun, I feel like dun, dun. things do just change at like the drop of a hat. It's like you go from totally single and then you're like in love. So and I change. think I
1: I think. That's one of the great things about dating is that your taste change, your views on dating changes, your perspective changes, your sometimes your sexual preference changes or your likes and dislikes change. So it's always interesting to see your own evolution as you go through the dating process. So we have Jane on the line. Hi, Jane. Hi. Hi. Hi, she is 26 (laughs) years old. She lives in Queens, originally from New Hampshire, currently in a monogamous relationship, and she has a story to share. Where shall we start? Shall we start at the the beginning of this with the fiance?
2: So I was engaged to my boyfriend from college. Uh, We were together for two years, and then we got engaged after college, and then we were engaged for two more years And planning our wedding last year in, we were supposed to get married in June. And we had an open relationship, which was not very eventful. But in theory, it was open relationship. How did you get to an open relationship? Um, It wasn't my idea, but I ended up coming around to it. I listened to a lot of Dan Savage's views on open relationships and thought he was very knowledgeable. And it sounded like a... Okay, way to go about things. Had you been in an
1: open relationship before?
2: No, it's definitely a weird concept, but it sort of worked out for us um, until I met one girl at work and we started talking and I told my fiance, I thought she was probably interested in me. So he was like, okay, go for it. And then I did. And pretty quickly, I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be with her not you. Wow.
1: Wait, back up for a sec. So you guys have had an open relationship while being engaged, while planning a wedding. Yeah. And was this the first woman you had been with outside of this relationship?
2: No. Um I briefly dated girls in like high school, college, but nothing ever really worked out, nothing that serious. And did your fiance know about this? Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you met this girl, and you wanted to pursue something with her, what did he think you met? Or what did you think was going to happen?
2: I didn't really know. But I obviously thought it was just going to be a casual thing. And that's what he thought also. And I didn't really know like what the long term plan was going to be. I don't I guess it was just kind of a emotional decision. And it was the sort of thing where you're like, this has to happen. So it was not something I felt like I could stop. Once it started, like once I real we realized we had feelings for each other.
1: From our experience with couples we've interviewed who are in open or poly relationships, they have very strict ground rules. Mm-hmm. What were some of your rules?
2: Yeah. I mean, everything had to be out in the open, like discussed, approved. Um, I know some people are would rather not know about it, but that's not how we were. So we discussed it and decided that it was going to be OK and when and how and like that we would tell each other everything. um, that happened. So I guess that's why it was easier. And did you ever
1: play up the scenario of possibly falling in love with someone else?
2: I don't know if we really did. I guess we felt like because we were in an open relationship, that meant that our relationship was so secure Mm. and we weren't going to start an open relationship if we weren't really secure in our own relationship. So I guess we didn't really consider that possibility. I
0: was going to ask you, like, kind of, I know you mentioned he wanted to be in the open relationship. Like, what prompted Mm. this whole discussion in the first place?
2: I'm not really sure. I guess it was just was kind of always something he was interested in. And it was never something I was interested in. And at first, I was like, that's crazy. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized it didn't seem like such a big deal. And Dan Savage is always talking about how a lot of people cheat on their spouses, like a huge number of people. And Esther Perel, who I also really like to read, talks about how your significant other is like, they can't be everything for you Mm -hmm. all the time for the rest of your life. Like, if you expect all of that, you're going to be disappointed. I guess it's not that unnatural to look outside your relationship, either for friendship or for sexual reasons, so... I guess the more I like logically thought about it, the more it made sense. How are you
0: feeling about your fiance at this time? Like, were you still like head over heels excited about him or were you kind of like feeling different?
2: I mean, I still felt like very close to him and ready to get married, I guess. Obviously, everyone feels really anxious leading up to getting married and that's normal to a certain extent, but I felt like everything was on track. I didn't feel like anything was off. It was definitely young to get married and maybe quickly, but it just that's sort of the way things went and I didn't really have any doubts. I thought it was fine until I met Nicole and then I just had this whole revelation, I guess, as weird as it sounds about I'm supposed to be with this kind of person who treats me this way makes me feel this way. And part of it was probably infatuation. But another part of it was just realizing like, what direction is my life going to go in? And what kind of person am I going to be? with?
1: Can we go back to that? Just picking it up to where we left off in the story. So you're about to marry this guy, and you are in an open relationship. So you meet a girl and you guys pursue some sort of relationship. At what point did you realize, I think I'm in love with this person and I don't want to be with my fiance anymore.
2: It was very quick. <laughs> very quick. <laughs> it was very quick. Part of me was like, this is crazy. Like, I'm crazy. I'm having a meltdown. Something's wrong. But um, it was very quick. And we just couldn't stop talking. And I just am such an honest person that I couldn't hide from him that I was having way more feelings than I was anticipating. So Pretty quickly, I told him that I was falling for her. And if he had asked me to stop seeing her, I knew that I couldn't. So I Mm. felt like I was in trouble.
0: Like, was he open to just, or were you open to this too? Like continuing to get married, stay in an open relationship, you also be with her. And I guess I should also ask, was she open to this arrangement?
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people here. (laughs) We'll definitely do that. Um, For me, that wasn't really an option. Like I just felt so strongly for her and I felt like it wasn't really fair to him because I knew if he ever was uncomfortable with it or say we wanted to move away or whatever it was like I was just going to be so attached to her that it wasn't going to be fair to him. Wow.
0: For him, you didn't feel the same way.
2: Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not.
1: What was going through your mind while you were making this decision? What were the other scenarios that you played out in your head?
2: It was a lot of panic. I was definitely like panic for days while I was thinking about it. And like, could I actually go through with canceling my wedding? Or if I go through with getting married, like, mm. what a huge mistake that would be and how unfair that would be to both of us. And I didn't actually talk to anyone about it, which is strange for me, because I'm usually like, really have close friends, and I tell them everything. But I was so panicked to even bring up because I was like, what if I decide to get married? Then everyone will know that I was having serious doubts. So I really didn't tell anyone um, until I told my fiance at the time, but it was terrifying. It was really crazy. I felt like maybe I was going crazy in retrospect. I think it was the right decision. How did he take it? (laughs) Yeah, it was horrible. And I still um, feel very guilty about it. Honestly, I just told him one night, like, you know, I can't get married. And he was saying, can we still be together? And I was like, no, just have to say like, wow. absolutely not because I don't want to drag things out or go back and forth and give you false hope. Like it sound, it sounded probably very blunt in the moment, but it was like very, I was very firm about it. Like I just can't and I don't want to, and it has to be this way. He was really um, amazing about it. As far as you know, helping me coordinate like how to cancel the wedding and he moved out like pretty soon and obviously was devastated and we talked a lot about it but and he wanted had a million questions which is totally understandable but what were some of his
0: questions
2: for you <laughs> a lot of it was like did you know is this because you're a lesbian and you need to be with a woman instead of a man and I always felt like I never really drifted towards one gender or another it was always just like a person mm. this person and that person. And so the answer was no. But now I'm thinking maybe more yes, like maybe I was supposed to end up with a woman because I can't really imagine being with a man anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you you two are still together? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sorry, you were talking about some of the other questions he had for you.
2: Yeah, it was just a lot of like, did you know? And did you think this through? And you know, is there anything that we could have done differently? Mm. And we talked about it a lot. And he handled it really well, I think. But I still feel, you know, very guilty, just the way that everything happened.
1: This is a very logistical question. How? how do you cancel a wedding? I've had a few acquaintances who've yeah. called off weddings and I have so many questions around that. One, do you get your deposit back? How do you tell all the in, you know, people you, you invited? How do you break it to your
2: family? Yeah. And how much damage have you caused both financially and mentally. Yeah. The damage, um, a lot, definitely, which is what still sort of sits with me sometimes. Let me tell you, it's better not to cancel a wedding. When you're <laughs> signing all the contracts, it says like if you cancel, you won't get your money back. And I'm sure everyone looks at each other and they laugh and they sign it. Like <laughs> does that. <laughs> but you don't get your money back.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know they're taking you for everything that you got. Right. They're definitely not going gonna... to make
2: sense because it was 3 the mu- wedding was 3 months away. Right. So like they can book another person. So you have to separately email or call, you know, the florist, the cake, the DJ, oh the my venue, god. the wedding dress place, the hair and makeup place and cancel all those things and everyone is like, "Oh my god," you know, and you have to be like, "It's okay. We don't want to talk about it." I still Have uh, my wedding dress in a box here because you can't return it and you also can't sell it. Just a side note no one wants it, even though it's in the packaging. <laughs> so it's like it the here. bad luck dress. Is that why? Yeah, <laughs> sitting around and it. it's so expensive and so nice. I can't throw it away. But I also can't give it away. No one wants it. So I not have to deal with that. So there's that Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And then I went to my mom first and I was like in a ball hiding my face. And I was like, I'm not getting married. And I think she was that uh, happy about that. Oh, she was, was happy. Really excited. Yeah. Never really excited about the prospect of any of us getting married. Um, siblings and I and then I called my dad and he was amazingly supportive to tell him that I met someone else and I was like I met someone else and he was like who is it and I had to tell him it was a woman yeah and how did he take that (laughs) it was difficult Uh, probably a lot of silence on the other end of the phone but um he's been completely amazing since then like blown me away with how accepting he's been
0: Right. And you got to cut some slot That is probably a huge surprise as well. Right. Like
2: I've been thinking about right. this and planning to talk about it and he gets like put on the spot.
0: And are your parents divorced? Is that why your yeah. mom's not? I kind of gather that. So and you said your mom was happy that you weren't getting married. What was yeah. her reaction to you being with a woman?
2: She was fine with it. I mean, when I dated girls in high school, like I told my parents I was gay and they were, you know, like, okay, sure, whatever. (laughs) And then I ended up dating a guy in college and they were like, okay, fine. So it wasn't like a huge shocker to them, Mm. I don't think. But then you have to call your grandparents and explain to them (laughs) not getting married and why... We tried to keep it um, a secret from my very conservative grandparents Mm. for a little while. But then the cat got out of the bag and now everyone's fine. Who took it the hardest? You know, actually my best, our best mutual best friends. Um, Oh, I could see that. Yeah. And I can totally understand how they were like very torn between him and I, and me. (laughs) Um, honestly I felt like he needed all the friends he could get and I'm like everyone can go to him that's which like a good portion of them did and I can see how I was the bad guy in that situation and I don't know if you were the bad guy, though, because, like, you were just trying to figure stuff out, right? Right. It's, like, I think
0: it's Mm -hmm. just, like, I know it sucks. It's, like, not just you, but, like, anytime you break up, it's not necessarily, like, a bad guy or good guy, but it comes off that way. And I've been there before. It's, like, you feel bad, but it's just everyone's just trying to figure out what's working for them and where their life is going and all their own development. So then
1: that goes into at what point do we actually know what we want because when you were with your fiance you thought that's what you wanted right and then you met someone and you never thought that you wanted this and now you want this so definitely as as your new girlfriend, does she have concerns about when are you going to stop, Jane? Like, do you, am I it for you? Or is there like something else, another another opportunity or option comes into the picture? And maybe you decide
2: that's
0: better for you.
2: Um, well, that's a new anxiety. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <brought> <laughs> Just pretend that wasn't said. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It's
2: okay. I think actually maybe I have a little bit more of that insecurity. Because I am still pretty young. And towards the end, my ex got a little bit vindictive, of course, as they always do and was like, you know, you're really an impulsive person and you jump from thing to thing and you don't think things through and you hurt people when you do that. And that's really stuck with me. And so I do worry that like, I'll do something crazy, but I don't think it would be in regards to my current girlfriend. I think we're pretty much on the same page and it's pretty crazy how different we are and how perfect we are for each other like we're very complete opposites and we just work really really well together
0: yeah I mean I think the part about like the ex being vindictive like I feel like I wouldn't take that personally because I feel like that's just yeah. someone's like knee-jerk reaction to it's a situation little... exactly yeah. Like, yeah. so I think I there's know. that piece and then the other thing is you could argue is like when you know you know and like maybe you didn't know until you now know right like yeah. you hadn't had yeah. that like like it sounds like this was like pretty instant that you just had that feeling like with yeah. your ex, was it instant or did like, how did that kind of feel back then?
2: It felt Okay. I mean, at the time it was fine and everything kind of like moved along. I wonder if we had met after college if things had been as serious because we started dating and two years in we graduated. And so then it was like, where are we going to go? Well, you're going here. So I'll move with you or we break up. So, Mm. you know, or long distance, which I didn't want to do. So that sort of puts like pressure on you. And then you move somewhere together after college and you start your life together and just kind of go down a particular path. At least that's how it felt for me. And nothing was ever really wrong. So just keep going.
0: But the level of excitement in your voice is not the
2: same as when Mm, you talk about your current
0: girl. I see like the smile happening with the current girlfriend.
2: (laughs) yeah. I guess I just I yeah I never felt this way before as I do about her and I didn't know people could be like this I didn't know I could be myself like this like I feel like a very different person um, it's definitely the best relationship anybody's ever heard of.
1: If you could do it all over again, what is something you would do differently?
2: He wanted me to come to therapy with him after we broke up, and oh, initially after I said broke yes. Up. Yeah, initially I said yes, and then. Um, I decided not to. And I kind of wish that I had. Maybe mm. that would have made him feel better. I mean, I felt like we had talked so much and there wasn't that much left to talk about. But in retrospect, I feel like I could have given him that.
0: How long have you been with your current girlfriend?
2: A year and four months
0: and are you still in contact
2: with your ex yeah i was gonna ask that no (laughs) No, zero after we finally like canceled our lease like we had to both sign it it was like goodbye forever i never want to hear from you again wow so
1: not facebook friends not following each other on social media no zero i
0: mean i definitely see like his side of Feeling that hurt yeah, and betrayal, like, and I don't want to see your face or yeah. hear your name. You know? And not saying I, you're do, you did anything wrong. It's yeah. just natural. Like if you think you're getting mutual. married and then yeah.
2: you're not, right? What about mutual friends? So everyone that was friends with him first, or that we met together, pretty much went with him, and that was fine with me, of course. And people that were my friends first were with me and then our really close friends um, I didn't talk to for a while because they were pretty upset with me. Just the way I handled it, I guess, not so much that it happened, Mm. but the way I handled it. And then they came around and we've been talking and they're somehow able to keep us like separate. And I think that's that's nice of them. Well, it's like an adjustment
0: for them. And especially Mm -hmm. if you guys have been together since college, I'm assuming you probably have a lot of mutual friends, right? Right. it's like yeah. that's where like a lot of your core friends start and you've gone to a new city together like you've been in lockstep together so Mm -hmm. I could see how it'd be shocking to like as a friend but then also eventually come around and it's like this isn't anything personal on me or a slight in any way this is like just two people figuring out their shit
2: yeah and I mean it was pretty crazy for me because my whole life changed it wasn't just that I wasn't getting married it was like you know you lose a bunch of friends you have to move all of a sudden, everything is different. And, you know, there's definitely like a mourning period for that. As much as it was my decision, it was still kind of hard to lose all those things at once. Yeah.
1: Well, you're basically a different person now. (laughs) I mean, your life was down this one very traditional path. And it just Mm -hmm. went, 180 the other way. So it's got to be an adjustment period for you too. What's been the hardest thing for you throughout this entire process?
2: Um, I just, I still feel kind of guilty Mm. and I don't really know how to get over that. I guess maybe going back to your question about what would I have done differently I went into therapy like for a month or two and then I sort of stopped and I guess I wish I had gone more continued because the more time you have, the more you can reflect on things. People tell me I don't really have a reason to feel guilty and I am a really honest person and I felt like I went about it the best way I could, but I still have some guilt that, you know, I hurt someone and his family was very disappointed and used his whole life too in and, and one day, so...
0: Right. So you That's said funny. that you met her at work. Yeah. <laughs> what was kind of like your, like, I know you weren't like, Seeking out a woman at that point Like what was it that kind of drew you to her And like how did the whole thing get started
1: Let's take a break and talk about your morning routine If you're like me I'm basically panicking like it's the end of the world Every morning Because I'm constantly running late Luckily I can always find two minutes For Wander Beauty to do its magic This line of products is all about doing more with less Whether it's super powered skincare Or makeup multitaskers Wander Beauty believes in giving you The best quality clean and cruelty free ingredients so you get maximum payoff from a streamlined beauty routine. I recently went on a two-week trip to Europe experiencing vastly different climates and all I needed to pack was the Wander Beauty Extended Stay Hydrating Mask and the Lift Off Purifying and Brightening Peel Off Mask. One for the drier climates like Berlin and the Purifying Mask for humid climates like Florence. These two products saved my skin and saved space in my suitcase. Now you can get the full effect without a full routine. For dateable listeners only, you get 20% off your purchase. When you order at WanderBeauty.com slash dateable, that's W-A-N-D-E-R beauty.com slash dateable
0: for 20% off WanderBeauty.com slash V-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Now back to the show. What was it that kind of drew you to her and like, how did the whole thing get started?
2: Yeah, she's very confident. And I was pretty new and she was being just really nice and helpful to me. And I was like, oh, what a great resource. She's so friendly. She's helping me with everything. And then there was a snowstorm and she was like, why don't I drive you home? So then I was like, maybe she likes me. (laughs) Uh, Maybe she's not just trying to like help me at work. But something about her, like she's just really energetic and funny and... uh, um, she's very, very Italian, um, which I like did not grow up around any Italian. So it's like very shocking to me. I didn't even understand half of what she was saying most of the time. <laughs> yeah, something about her. And I guess something about me she noticed, which our mutual friends at work tell me that when I started, apparently she said she was interested in me and they were like, no, she has a fiance. Get away from her. <laughs> so <gasps> so she targeted you from the get go, or yeah. she just saw yeah. and she knew.
0: She knew. So w- yeah. did she always date women, or did she date
2: men too? Yeah, since she was younger, she's yeah, she's always dated women.
0: You know what that's yeah. funny? Because like my ex. This is kind of meta, but my ex's ex was like very similar situation to mm-hmm. you. They weren't engaged, but they were together for like six years. And then she met another woman at work. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think this stuff does happen like more often than you may even think. Like, this obviously seems like kind of this story that's like, when we heard it, we were like, wow, we have to talk to her. This is like an interesting story. But this yeah. definitely, like, I think, especially right now with like definitely just like a fluid nature of sexuality, like, Like, this does happen. Like, people discover new things, they see people in different lights, they learn things about themselves and preferences they may not have even known they had, and they're open to exploring.
1: And there's just something about the workplace, too. It's almost like a safe place in a way. You're not at a bar, so you're not there trying to hit on someone or take someone home so you don't feel that kind of like I'm in danger or I'm I'm the prey. But Mm -hmm. how did you two take it from friendship to the next or from colleagues to the next level?
2: We were talk. I forget what we were talking about, but she- I think she found me on Facebook and sent me like a funny meme or something. Oh, it like, starts with a meme. About work or something like funny and was like, oh, I thought you might think this is funny. And then we were sort of talking about random things. And then she, or maybe it was me, I don't, I might get myself in trouble. One of us was like, I'll just give you my number. And then we were <laughs> texting constantly and and then eventually I was like you know what I think we can both admit that we're really attracted to each other really Ooh. wow that's bold <laughs> before anything even he happened still talks about that as like I can't believe you said that <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. you know what though I think like back to the
0: workplace a little I think the reason why this might happen too of like exploring other sexes and like your sexuality differently is because you're not like it's more organic yeah like it just happens that you meet that person like you were saying mm-hmm. that it's like it's not it's more about the person than like their what, gender yeah exactly and like I feel like yeah. if you're like on a dating app it's like oh no I need to set it to women or I need to set it yeah to men it's, it's just more like intentional exactly where this is just kind of things happen the way they're meant to happen
2: yeah and also going back to your previous comment I feel like the more I meet new people and they say, oh, how did you meet? And I tell them like the whole story and they're fascinated by it. But a lot of them are like, oh, that, that happened to my sister. Right. Oh, my. <laughs> like Just yesterday, someone was like, oh, yeah, my sister did that. She was supposed to get married and then she ended up with a woman. And like, I feel like it happens more than I realized. And but then there's also plenty of people that are still like, well, I'm dating a man. So I can't think about having feelings for a woman. Right. Like my sister told me the other day, one of her friends was drunk and was asking her, oh, have you ever been interested in a woman? And then when they were sober the next day, she was like, I never said that. So (laughs) I feel like there's people still think you're either one or the other and you can't change it.
1: And when you guys were flirting over text and you said you, let's admit that we were both very attracted to each other. And then what happened?
2: (laughs) And then she was like, yeah, we... I guess we are, and and then we made plans to hang out.
0: And she's probably like running around the house, like screaming, so excited. Yeah. <laughs> did you well,
2: Did you know that she was interested? Yeah, I mean, uh, why else would she be? Yeah, she was texting oh, so you me Well, yeah.
0: see,
2: I wouldn't know because I would just assume as another
1: female coworker right. who wanted a, a friend,
2: wanted to hang out. No, no, it was, like, pretty flirty. Yeah, I guess there's
0: something in the undertone, right? Right,
2: right. Um, I knew she was a lesbian, so that also...
0: That's true. But I think even like my male
2: colleagues, like a lot of times there's no
0: undertone, right? right. So like you can feel it That's when right. there is one. Like it's especially at work. People are kind of like on their most like yeah. best face, right? I, yeah. Unless they are into it.
1: <laughs> and when you guys met up, was it like, did you just pounce on each other? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I, I just like all the details.
2: Yep. Spare us nothing. <laughs> yes, that was, that was it. That sealed the deal. (laughs)
0: So how do you think dating a woman is different than dating a man outside of like the obvious like sexual side?
2: I feel like she really understands me. It really freaked me out in the beginning because she would be like, what's wrong? And I wouldn't have even said anything. I didn't have any body language like that I knew of like any little thing she can just sense. I don't know if that's a woman thing or if that's just her, you know, she can just Sense everything I'm thinking and feeling all the time.
0: I mean, it it could be a woman thing. We've talked <laughs> about it before that just yeah, men yeah. don't have as much kind of going on all the time. <laughs> That's not it that as way. perceptive. That's the nicer yeah. way to <laughs> say it. Men just don't have much going on up there. They have a lot going on down <laughs> there. It's not women, there. Yeah, women have just a lot of thoughts running through their mind and like feelings. And I just don't think men have as many.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, who is it those saying um, a woman can step into a room and talk to you and know everything that's going around behind you <laughs> without even like talking to those people, but a man will walk into a room, talk to you and only only know what's going on with you. Yeah. So we're just we're just like really perceptive of our space yep. and w- our surroundings. So that that does make a lot of sense. But in a way I do question if when you're with your Ex with your ex-fiance, did you ever feel like there was a part of you that was missing or did you feel like, like not completely you or were you like, this is it's pretty good?
2: No, there was definitely, um, sometimes where I was struggling and I think part of it was just like graduating from college and becoming an adult is very stressful and you're trying to figure out everything. And then definitely sexually, I felt, like, not amazing all the time. But, you know, you don't really know how everyone else is feeling all the time. So you think, I guess, this is fine. Yeah, because you only know what you know. Yeah, That's the scary part, right? I think, too, because you were young also. That's what you see in the movie. So, like, you know, where's the (laughs) in-between? And, like, when you
0: were saying you were really young, like, you were in college, like, I feel like you wouldn't have had that many experiences. Like, I know for myself, (laughs) like... Even if it hasn't been different sexes, but like, just like throughout the years, like you meet new people and it exposes you to different things and different feelings. And then in retrospect, I'm like, wow, I thought I felt this way about this person, but I didn't. And like, I think like you just learn more about yourself and like what makes you tick and what makes Mm -hmm. things work. And I could totally see your point earlier of just like going through life being like, there's nothing wrong. Like everything is good enough. You care very
2: much for someone and you love that.
0: Yeah like on paper you have everything right is like people are like telling you to like meet that person that treats you well to get married to have kids like yeah you were on that track
1: but how many how many of us are in that situation now probably A shit ton. I think a lot of people may be in that situation because, I mean, again, you only know what you know. And until you're exposed to something that's even more suitable for you, then that's when you hop on that train. But that's like the part that really scares me is what is it that I don't know? I feel pretty good where I am. I'm happy with who I'm dating. I'm happy with our relationship. But could I be even happier? (laughs) I know,
0: but that's like a slippery slope because it's like I think it's like there is a point that like you do have to kind of like feel like you 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 have to commit to a decision you've made, right? Yeah. But at the other side is like you do have to listen to your gut feeling, and like I think if. Like in your situation like something came around that was almost a sign that the other wasn't right like this might sound like hippy dippy but I believe like there are like things are like meant to come into your life for a reason so she probably Mm -hmm. came into your life at that time to show you that this other relationship wasn't right
2: yeah and I think about that sometimes like what if I never met her yeah I was gonna ask you that what do you think would have happened what do you
1: think is going on with your life right now if you never met her
2: (laughs) I would be married I'm sure I mean I would be married and that would be it I guess I don't know, it's I, hard think, to imagine.
0: I, don't know. I think in years it would have come out I think yeah. your path probably would have fallen yeah. it just might not you might have gone down the route that might actually have probably been a lot more painful for your ex in yeah. the long run mm-hmm. is getting married and then having an affair or cheating on them or even being in the open relationship and meeting someone later on in life and then Definitely. potentially even having more at stake like a family and whatever that may be that could cause that to be a harder decision.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, I guess we'll never know. But it's like that moving sliding doors. Yeah. They always There's always the same result at the end. It's just your journey is a little bit different to get to that result. But I do think that maybe if you never met her, you might have eventually met her.
0: Right. Yeah. There's this other movie that's escaping. Um, I had this really great conversation about this topic on a date. Oh, yeah. The the guy that ended up ghosting me. But we had this (laughs) super detailed conversation about this exact topic. And there was this movie that he referenced that is escaping me right now. And basically the concept of the movie was like, whatever path end up going down, your life is like, it it works for you. So it's, mm. like, one of those things, like, you can always ask and question, like, is there a better suited life? Like, you were just saying, like, mm-hmm. is there a partner that's going to make me so much happier? And I think the point of this movie was, like, you can't think about it that way. Mm. Like, it's, like, whatever direction you're on is the direction you're meant to be. So I don't know what the right answer mm. is. But in that theory, like, hypothetically, like, you could have been married and you could have been just as okay because you didn't know something better was out there.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or it's about, it's, yeah, it's about commitment. So good thing you didn't go through with the marriage. Cause if you did, then maybe you say, I'm just committing to this person, no matter who I meet right. later, I'm still committing to a lifetime with this person. But if you did make that commitment, then- you know, that's that's your choice as well. I think we can go into takeaways because I yeah. think there's a few things I've learned from this story. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing, Jane. One is I always say this, I never want to be someone else's roadkill and therefore I never want other people to be my roadkill. So mm. along the way of dating, we have these
0: scenarios
1: <laughs> where we hurt people or we ghost them and, or we're not accountable for them or we're disrespectful to them and they fall by the wayside and we kind of just like ignore them. But I think the way to go about dating is always think about how you want to be treated in any situation, even if you're the one quote unquote losing in the scenario, someone dumping mm-hmm. you for someone else. You still, you still want to, you know, be grateful for your time together. So, what I really appreciate about what your ex had requested, which I think would have been interesting if you followed through, was the therapy post-breakup. Because I think that helps with closure. Mm -hmm. We've always heard of couples therapy. We've heard of premarital therapy. But this whole thing about like breakup therapy, that should be a thing. Because there are (laughs) so many so many doors that are still open in my life, you know, like previous relationships, (laughs) unresolved issues with exes, that if I close those doors, I may be be in a more healthier state right now. So maybe that's something we can exercise. Like give your ex some time and maybe go into therapy. Hashtag month.
0: breakup therapy. Breakup
1: therapy, <laughs> that could be a
0: thing. I'm gonna start that practice. I love it. I love it. Should I call my last few exes and do breakup therapy? Well, right Jane, now? we did a exit interview for
1: one of our episodes where we called up the girls that this guy had been on dates with just uh-huh. to get like feedback about the date. And it was scary as is, but imagine that tenfold with someone you yeah. actually like was engaged to or was in a Seriously serious relationship with. Yeah. But those matter even more because you have more history and you really got to close that door. Even if you're not romantically linked, you're still emotionally
0: linked to that person somehow. I think my (laughs) biggest takeaway is like we are all works in progress and it's like things do change. And I totally get from your ex's perspective why he would be upset and he'd be hurt. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, and I've been in that situation myself, right, where like something doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to go and it hurts but then you also have to think about like the other person isn't trying to maliciously hurt you if they were in a loving relationship with you they're not out there to like get you right yeah. like they they're discovering something about themselves a life circumstance came up whatever the reason was like it's not malicious they're just trying to like work through themselves so i think it's like having compassion for those people even mm-hmm. if you're feeling hurt in the moment because everyone at the end of the day is just trying to do their best
1: and a lot- along with that i think you know it's with open relationships, it gets tricky. And what are the ground rules? What are the boundaries? And I think in these scenarios, you have to throw out the opportunity for something like this to happen, right? And you have to say, what would happen if you met someone, you fell in love with them. And I think if you're in a partnership, you always have your partner's best interests at heart. So technically speaking, and also if you're like idealistically speaking, you say, if you met someone who you really fell in love with, then I have your best interests at heart. And I I wish you the best of luck, right? right, in that kind of scenario. That is a conversation to be had. We cannot ig- ignore those conversations.
0: Right. And it's it's really hard to, like, feel that, like, be that selfless, right, yeah. and have that. I get that. But then there's been other comments along the same lines. It's like, if someone did meet someone that was so much of a better match for them, mm-hmm. then this wasn't right, right? Like, you and I were not right because if we were the best match for each other, we would not – you wouldn't have met someone else, Absolutely, and I think that also could be idealistic, but it's also true. Like I ultimately don't want to be worried that like I'm kind of like the, this person that they've like kind of settled with because it's comfortable, right? Or exactly. It's, like, okay, like I want them to be like how you're feeling about your girlfriend. That there's yeah. no one else in the world. Look well, okay, at that... she can't stop smiling know, we see her on video. <laughs> you guys can't see, but she's like right. That big but it's rim. like you want that. Like you want someone that yeah. would like think like, oh my god, this person. I need to be with them against everything right yeah
1: I, I mean you don't want to be with someone and have them thinking be thinking about someone else the entire time right I don't need you physically with me if you're not mentally with right. me I
0: I think my last takeaway is like, I know it was hard to like call off a wedding. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't been there, but I can imagine it can only <laughs> pretty jam hard. But I think it's like one of those things like if the inevitable is coming, like don't delay it. Because like I think this isn't yeah. just with weddings, but like sometimes people draw out breakups for so long. And it's almost mm-hmm. worse because it's yeah. like they think that you're doing that you think that you're doing someone a favor. But if it really is the case, like I get if like you're drawing out the break up to like figure out if it's right or not that is a different story but if you know it's not right and you're just like afraid to tell them or afraid they're gonna react orally like you're not doing them a favor like I can't imagine if you guys had gotten married knowing what you knew and then had to figure it out like it sucks that, that it was horrible. when it was but it's it's better so I think it's like yeah like do things when you like feel it not like when it becomes like like last resort yeah we gotta have courage
1: we gotta yeah. have courage Courage, and also we have God have the courage to know what we want and to
0: do something about it.
1: Question for you, Julie, would you rather have someone leave you for someone of the same
0: sex or opposite sex? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, hmm. I'm just thinking about like what would be going through my mind. Mm-hmm. I think if it was opposite sex, I think I would have some of the same questions that your ex did, <laughs> Jane, that was like, <laughs> did you know this the whole time? Right. Like, were you hiding something from me? All of that. If it was same sex, sex, then I would be like, or sorry, if it was opposite sex, same sex as me, I would kind of, it would I think be more of an ego bruise in a way. Like, I think yeah. I could, like, justify the other better. That's how so, I feel,
1: too. I feel like it's less personal if, yeah. if
0: a man leaves me for a man. Right. I'd be it's like, like, oh,
1: okay, well I don't have a dick. Right. So. It's like <laughs> their
0: own thing that's going on, not like someone's better than me. Not that that's like a right or wrong way. That's just like what my mind would think. I guess if I had a preference, I think I would rather than Leave me for another man.
1: Mm, I I think so too. Because then I there's just
0: absolutely nothing I can do about that. But I think both would hurt. Like, I think, like, if you thought you had a future with someone, like, I've had me, I've had people leave me not for a man or a woman, but because, like, they've had to move and they've had to yeah. leave. And it's not, like, it, it logically makes sense. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt.
1: Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> I wouldn't prefer that nobody left me. <laughs> but if someone did leave me, I'd rather than leave me for another man.
2: <laughs> Let me just clarify. I'm not like,
1: oh, it would be so fun if someone left me for a man. No. That is...
2: <laughs> I am Shout not out sick to like you that. His
1: boyfriend, don't <laughs> you not that. sick like that? No, please.
0: Unless that's your calling. That's another <laughs> story.
1: <laughs> if it makes him terribly happy, then I'm ter- terribly happy for him. Just, <laughs> we need a lot of therapy. Cool. All right. And you break up take- therapy. Yeah, break up therapy. That's what we learned <laughs> from this new business venture. Any other takeaways?
2: No, I just, yeah, I appreciate you guys talking to me. Jane, what would you, what is some
1: advice you give to someone who is possibly in a relationship, but may have met someone who they can't stop thinking about? What are some tips you give to them?
2: Usually when people ask me about the situation, I say I realized like you're never stuck in anything. Mm. As much as you might be living with someone, making future plans with someone, you're never trapped. And it's never too late to change your mind about anything. So not to be, you know, overly impulsive, but it's very easy to just keep doing what you're doing. But you're never actually trapped in that. And people, friends, family will amaze you with how supportive they'll be. that's actually That's very good advice.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a really good point, because I've definitely had friends that are like, well, I'm like financially dependent on this person, like I have to stay and it's like, I'm not gonna like give financial advice, because I don't know any people's situations. But I think at the end of the day, there's always a way it might not be the comfort and lifestyle that you're used to. But I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, what is the most important? Is it your happiness? And, like, that might require some sacrifices to get to a place that ultimately you're, like, living your authentic life. Yeah. We just got to be open-minded to change.
2: Yeah, you, you can't really use those. Usually you can't use those things as excuses because right. they would just be excuses right. for not.
1: You're the one trapping yourself. Right. It might be easier, yeah. but it's not a reason to stay. Exactly. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to say thank you again, Jane, for sharing that story. It's a very brave story to share because a lot of people are involved and affected. But you know what? That's that's a great story for us to hear as well, to know about overcoming adversity and going after what you truly want. Uh, for anybody at home who has a story kind of related, I would love to hear if, you're, if you've if you been on the flip side, if you've been the other yeah. woman or the other man. I love to hear those stories too. we love to have you as a
0: guest on the show. Or as UA says, roadkill. It road doesn't kill. have to be like oh a serious gosh. relationship. Maybe yeah. it was just one date stepping stone roadkill. It could Ooh, be anything. That should be an episode. <laughs> roadkill and, uh, I just like, have 10 roadkills
1: come and tell their story and we're not saying your ex was roadkill yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> not saying at all my own
2: roadkill <laughs>
1: that's all alright we're going to wrap this up
2: stay, stay datable.
1: want to continue the conversation first follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter with the handle at podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.